You're listening to New Regal Radio. Radio. Do you want to get right? Well, do you, punk? Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome, welcome, you Monday evening, everybody. I am DJ Adam, along with the beautiful and talented Brenda Michelle Robinson. Hi, everybody. From Anatomy of the Sacred, we're we're down one right now who's apparently <laughs> stuck in traffic. <laughs> Poor Shane. But I'm sure we'll be here in a matter of moments. How is everybody doing out there? Of course, this is our special show with Anatomy of the Sacred and uh there's Shane right there. How you doing, Shane? Not too bad. I hear a little traffic going on in the Harrisburg area here. Yeah, well, when they closed uh, the, um, I guess it's the Jonestown exit, um, that makes a mess. Yes, it does. <laughs> I got off at uh, 13th Street, and speaking, I don't know if that was the best idea, but... Speaking of someone who lives around here, yes, that is a huge mess. <laughs> what are you talking about? Rock stars don't deal with traffic. We have people driving us, and... Yeah, I mean, really, come on. Really. Come on, now. Hey, that is true, because you know what? I don't ever drive home from work. You don't. DJs don't deal with traffic. That's right. He makes his wife drive to and from work. That's right. Mrs. Lurch drives me home every night. That's right. That's right. That's how it works, isn't it? So. The perks of the business. How are how are you guys doing? Glad Good to have you here. really good. Hey, thanks uh, so much for having us up here. We're doing really good. I was really looking forward to this. Um. Actually, one of my favorite shows is doing things like this. So, uh, just having a conversation with uh, and, and finding out what, what what's going on. So, start us starts off with that. What's going on with Anatomy of the Sacred right now? Oh, there's all kinds of stuff. Uh, of course, the big thing uh, this weekend is uh, Rooster Palooza. Uh, we're pretty excited. We uh, we just actually had a practice yesterday. Things went really well. I think we're really. Uh, uh, really set really on our game and uh, I think people are going to be uh, uh, pleased um, I know and I know a couple of the uh, the other bands that uh, are, are playing there it's gonna it's gonna be a really great event um, Willie Dicker disorderly conduct and of course made in America um, you know there's some really good um, uh, bands I'm really kind of excited I don't know about Brenda but I'm really kind of excited to, to hear some of the other uh, female fronted bands conviction yeah. soul rider yeah um, I, I think it's going to be a, a really cool uh, event so that's the you know the main thing Brenda and I uh, actually just got uh, some really good work done on some uh, some new material um, 
that's in the works. Um, you know, Brenda's done some really good work with uh, with the lyrics, and oh, it, it's it's really coming together. It's it's so cool when you you get it started and it starts taking its you know uh, its own form, and you know it, it's it's pretty exciting. She she threw out a couple ideas on what we could do with the stuff and some you know video. Um, yeah, we we kind of have the way that we come up with with uh, song ideas and lyrics and direction for things. It just it happens in so many different ways, and I'm sure every songwriter, every collaboration, um, probably could say the same thing. But you know, it, 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 ideas just come out of nowhere, and um, you know, there, there's been times when Shane and I have. Uh, He's written uh, uh, some music uh, like years before, and I've written lyrics years before. We even knew each other, um, and um, he's given me the music, and I've sat down and I've written the uh, vocal melody to it, and then I, all of a sudden I remember, oh my God, I have lyrics that would match that perfectly, and and then I put it together and it works perfectly together. So things like that have happened with our partnership, like, that happens a lot with us. Like, we just have, just, for some reason, we're supposed to be doing this together. It's, and I'm so thankful for that. And it's, it's I'm just going to brag on my maestro. I call him maestro. So, <laughs> I do. He looks like a maestro. If you guys could see him, he does look like a maestro. I don't know. Sorry. But, yeah, we, I mean, that's that's really, you know, it's, it's magic when it happens. But, yeah, that's, you yes. know, we, yeah. we have that going on. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I, um, just, just. Starting with that stuff, it, it's it's pretty cool. We're pretty excited to uh, keep this going, and we've got a we've got a really great band um, supporting us. Um, you know, professional musicians uh, from the New York, New Jersey area, the Philly area, uh, Gap, PA. Um, so and uh, don't forget don't forget Glen Rock. Oh, I thought. Oh, Gap. I'm sorry. I, I don't know why I said that. At Glen Rock. Sorry. I don't James, know where I'm at. You James, guys, I'm not from here, as you can probably tell. James is sitting there yelling at his, uh, his screen right now. Yeah. James, our drummer, he's from Glen Rock. Uh, yeah, he's probably screaming at us right now. What? I've been replaced? No. You haven't been replaced, James, I swear to God. Well, James, you can come into the chat room over here on NewRegalRadio.com, <laughs> and you can go ahead and, and you know, type <laughs> in all caps. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't do that. So, so, no, we're really excited. Well, we are excited as well, because we, we have tickets for Rooster Palooza. <gasps> Knock on wood. Are you guys coming? Yes, we oh are God. coming. That was a little surprise. I'm so nice. excited. Oh, we're going to give a shout out every, on stage. Every time, we've, every time it's like, yes, we're coming, and then it's like, something happens. So it's like, okay, you know what? This is a surprise. Knock on wood. Oh. So yes, we do. Awesome. Thank you. So I cannot wait. Please. We've, we've been we've been we've wanted to see you guys live. And yeah, this is oh. Play pipes burst once. My grandfather yes. passed away the next so time. It's it's been a Yeah. We're we're well, we're gonna do our best to make you proud. We'll uh we'll be there. Yeah. We're gonna do our best to make you proud. So now obviously I when I discovered you it was the it was the Narcissi video is how I, I discovered Anatomy of the Sacred. And then The Woods came out shortly after that. And that's kind of how I fell in love with you because your music tells a story. And those two videos especially are they're kind of like mini movies. Yeah. And um, 
so tell us tell us about the woods um, and how you came up with the ideas for you know the videos and and well um uh, we, we have to shout out to revolving bear media Johnny Lauver uh, you know and his group really um, uh, really took it and ran with it uh, Brenda found them I'm not sure how but uh, uh, she made a, a really uh, a good find with those those folks really great people to work with but they they wrote um, some really fascinating uh, you know storyboard for both songs and uh, I was very pleased to, to see what they you know their interpretation um, you know honestly I uh, I wouldn't have taken it the direction they did but it, it it matches you know perfectly with the material uh, now with uh, the woods uh, you know my two lovely uh, stepdaughters Jade and Sienna uh, they were the uh, actresses along with uh, Brenda um, and then, uh, Bird, Adrian Bird, uh, you know, he was the, uh, um, antagonist, if you will. But, uh, uh, the, the other inspiration there with, uh, Narcissi was, uh, uh, somebody in uh, Brenda's past, uh, yes, we'll just yeah. leave it at that. But, uh, um, you know, uh, she, she kind of, um, you know, took, took the reins there. Uh, if you've seen the video, uh, you know, you can just go and see the video if you haven't. But uh, you can you can kind of see what Brenda does, and uh, uh, she does very well. But it, it it tells a story that she wants wanted to tell. Um, but uh, it, it really was Revolving Bear that uh, that took our music and really, like you said, uh, uh, made a story out of it, and it, uh, it it fits perfectly. I think they just did a great uh, great job. They did all of the video work for us. So yeah, I, yeah, they do um, all of our prom, uh, promo videos. Um, they provided they're available. Um, we'll be doing uh, our next music video, which they don't know about yet. <laughs> <laughs> we we need to. Hey, by the way, Johnny, if you guys are listening right now, we need to get on your schedule for next year. But uh, um, yeah, we we love working with them. Um, and Cynthia Beatty um, from Sophia and the Puffins, uh, a band that uh, I did an open mic with. Um, with a different project is who actually introduced me to Revolving Bear Media. And, That's right. And uh, I saw uh, a music video that they did for her, and it was phenomenal. And I'm like, I totally want to work with these people. So, uh, but yeah, um, I, I believe from a songwriting perspective, um, when it comes to songwriting, trying to tell a story is, to me, the best way to communicate uh, lyrics and your melodies and um, I think Quincy Jones and Michael Jackson who are just phenomenal songwriters said the best way to write a song is to tell a story and so that's one of the things anytime I sit down and I try to write music um, you know I try to tell a story whether it be from writing the actual music itself um, or from a lyrical perspective or from a vocal perspective I want to make sure that whatever we're writing is telling a really good story and that everything is married very well to one another and that it also marries very well to whatever media we're going to put it out on, whether it be video or uh, digital media, photography, those types of things. So that's kind of the logic behind what we're, what we're doing. So there is some, some, uh, science behind it i guess you'd say <laughs> and uh, the uh, the uh, comic books the uh, graphic novels will be coming soon <laughs> 2019 2020 maybe a little bit later but anatomy is sacred the graphic novel yeah, the graphic right. oh no not graphic we 
can't be propelled anyway. Yeah. And I would, uh, <laughs> I would like to now if Russell Crowe's listening, I'd like to ask him to play me in the uh, movie. Oh God. Russell Crowe. All right. Oh, okay. Now we know. Now we know. Okay. All right. When when they get to this part, it'll have to be the guy from uh, Everybody Loved Raymond, his brother. <laughs> Ray Burrow. Ray. Oh, what was his name? Oh yeah. Uh, Brad, was his name Brad? Brad. I forget. It. Brad Barone, yeah. But the the guy that the really tall guy that was Brad, the police officer. Brad Garrett, yes. yeah. But yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Cher. I'm gonna say Cher because she's never gonna die. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. She's in another uh, a production or something. She's never gonna die. She's always gonna look great. And uh, yeah. She's right next yeah. to Dick Clark in the, you know the what well, was. <laughs> I, sh- I share a birthday with her. <gasps> no, you don't. I do. Really? Yes. Oh, Did she call you up and say, hey, what are you doing tonight? Yes. She said, you know, if I can turn back time. Ding. <laughs> Dude, have you seen how much tickets are to her show in I, Philly? I have not. Oh, dear Lord. I, can, I almost had a heart attack. I can almost imagine. Yeah, I could almost imagine, too. Mm, could not turn back time on that one. <laughs> so, mm. all right. Well, you know what? Let's listen to the woods here. All right, this is The Woods from Anatomy of the Sacred, your and Lurch's Lair, here on New Regale Radio.
New Regal Radio. I'm DJ Adam along with Brenda and Shane from Anatomy of the Sacred. So, of course, as I always do, I ask for some songs that have some, you know, meanings or, you know, are from bands that have that are kind of help shape your music. So, Nightwish was on that list and uh Storytime specifically. So, what what kind of, you know, background does that have or or what kind of meaning does that have for you guys well um so yeah i, I started talking about um nightwish they were um one of the first bands that i discovered years ago their album once uh was um uh, kind of a uh, uh, i hate the phrase game changer but yeah it, it was something that uh, opened up uh, a whole new world uh started finding more and more bands within temptation and uh, a couple others that um, were along the same vein, and, and uh, that really inspired me to want to play that kind of material more and more, um, listening to it and uh, uh, playing it. Uh, and um, you know, luckily around the same time, you know, Brenda came along. Uh, <clears throat> the project that I was in, um, you know, we we were looking for a um, a new vocalist, and and she fit the bill perfectly, and. Um, but anyways, yeah, I mean, Nightwish has always been one of those bands. I I I think anybody that um, likes Nightwish and, and is a musician always would put them up there and, and say they would they would be one of the bands that they would most want to emulate or most want to sound like. Um, you know, they they've consistently uh, made uh, uh, great great songs, great great themes. Uh, I know, I forget who writes the lyrics, but uh, they're pretty. Uh, pretty uh, I don't know I think it's the keyboard player I think he writes most of the material and the lyrics but uh, so yeah Nightwish has always been somebody that uh, you know, their their themes and ideas have always been fascinating to me I don't know about Brenda but uh, it's it's just playing good stuff well I, I have to admit something on uh, on the radio right now um, I actually was not exposed to symphonic metal, and I want to make sure my son Spencer hears that. It's not metal, sweetheart. It's symphonic metal. <laughs> Get it right. Um, I, I was not actually exposed to that um, until I met Shane. Um, I, I knew I loved hard. I loved any female vocalist out there. I just absolutely, I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm a vocalist at heart and a lyricist. Um, but, you know, anything with Ann Wilson uh, was something I loved listening to, Barbara Streisand, you know, Whitney Houston, all those different kinds of things. It, Evanescence was, was something new to me. I absolutely loved Amy Lee and all her vocals. Had no idea that this whole other genre even existed um, until I found an ad on PA Musician. So thank you, PA Musician. Anatomy of the Sacred wouldn't even exist to this day uh, if it wasn't for um, PA Musician. Um, Shane put an ad out looking for a vocalist um, on PA Musician. I was out there actually looking for a musical project because I was new to Pennsylvania. Um, and uh, he had a list of songs that the band was uh, currently doing, and I noticed Evanescence on there, and that's when I contacted him. He sent me some of the material. One song, I think, was maybe from Nightwish. One was definitely Epica. Um, <laughs> that's and, what I remember. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, I auditioned with, like, two or three of them, and that's when 
um, I became exposed to this whole other genre of just amazing, amazing music with just amazing vocals and orchestrations and, you know, symphonies and it just beautiful, beautiful music. And, and I've told Shane this and I, I tell everyone this, that I don't feel that I've I found my voice until I met Shane. Um, I really, really, truly believe that with all my heart. Uh, I really feel like when I sing our material or material within this vein and in this genre, I feel like I, I am connecting with what it is I'm supposed to be doing from a musical perspective. So that's, yeah. So that was a very long-winded say way to say that I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> okay, Brenda is. <clears throat> she's also uh, uh, taking some college courses, courses, and she's also the one that says that uh, she doesn't know math, even though she's getting an A minus. That's perfectly fine. In, in algebra, yeah. Oh my god, I hate algebra. But anyway, yeah. Oh well. Not sure how we got into algebra from Nightwish, but oh well. It, it was it was a journey. It's all right. Yeah. Um, I don't like algebra either. It so. ends but, in three weeks, by the way. Yeah. Well, well, good. Thank you, God. Um, I I I never heard of, of symphonic metal uh, until well, I started the show, and that was two that was two years ago, and uh, I didn't know about Nightwish. I got into it with Leaves Eyes. Yes. Um, bands like that and i one of the one of the first things that really did when i started finding bands with symphonic metal i'm like that's a that's like they have a cello up there they, they have an electric cello up that electric bass up there and you know it's not a big thing here in the states and i i think as more people hear it it will become a bigger yeah. thing because it's yeah. not when you th when you think of metal. I mean, what do you think? You think of a bunch of guys in t-shirts and they're, you know, they're screaming and they're just, you know, grinding on guitars. But it's just it's not necessarily that. I mean, it's not that. It is more theatrical. It is, you know, especially you know, like I said, with your music, it just creates such a picture mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of symphonic metal it does it creates a picture there's themes um your videos like i said have been you know outstanding and they really do they really do tell the story well i mean i think i think the videos you've done have been incredible with your music thank you um and yeah, you... I, I we were I, I was just talking about it at work on friday with with some folks uh about symphonic metal metal and they're like the one girl I work with, she knew about it. She lived in Philadelphia, so she knew about symphonic metal. But other people are looking at me like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah. folks, you need to go listen to this music. You yeah. really do. Yeah. Um, so that, I just wish it was bigger. I, I, I wish here. it was too, because here's the thing. You, especially when you're from the Midwest. I'm from the Midwest, okay? Um, metal music automatically has a very bad stereotype, right? And whether it's justified or not, I, I don't care. Um, but it, people do need to 
listen to symphonic metal. Give it a chance. There's a lot of really beautiful, beautiful, beautifully written lyrics, melodies, uh, themes. Um, it, it, it just, you know, it's something different. Um, you know, nowadays, it, I don't really know that rock music exists anymore. To me, um, I, I think this could definitely fill its shoes. On, on FM radio? No, not a chance. Yeah. Um, which I, I, I have to say, I'm listening to some of this music that's like quote-unquote popular music that's coming out now, and I kind of listen to it. I'm like, oh, my God. I always say I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna put down like mainstream music. Those artists are up there; they're talented as well, and most of them are anyway. But it's like, folks, it's not the only thing out there. Mm-hmm. By far, not the only thing out there. And you do bring up a good point. I think rock does have a kind of a stigma to it. I mean when we did the rock out for St. Jude, we went to a lot of places to try to, you know, set up a table, you know, businesses saying, Hey, you know, we're trying to sell these t-shirts for St. Jude. We would like to come. And we, like, we were turned down places were not because they, you know, it's like, yeah, well, I, I don't, I don't know what the problem is with rock right now. Um, a friend of mine, who's uh, a veteran of, of the area around here, uh, he's like, he doesn't necessarily think, when he said rock's not dead. From his point of view, it's not dead. It's just come back to the people. Where it's not, you know, all these metal bands and all these rock bands. It's come back down to the people. It's more accessible now, you know, on a local level to the people. Mm-hmm. That was his take on it. And he said, it will rise again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... I, I, I do think maybe symphonic metal would have a place to oh, yeah. to kind of lead that. Oh, yeah. Um, now, you like Heart. I love Heart. Uh, we went and saw a, a female rocker up in New York. Her name's Mariah Formica. She's 17 years old. And her she's just phenomenal. She was on The Voice last year, I think, or two years ago. Um for 17 years old, she's already way ahead of anything I've ever, um, but she did, she did Evanescence, and she starts playing Evanescence, I'm like, oh, no, this isn't going to be good. (laughs) Oh, it was fantastic. She did an incredible job, but one of the songs she did for The Voice was a heart song, and I cannot remember it right now. Crazy on You. She did Crazy on You, but when we saw her in New York, she did Barracuda. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be good because she does she does rock well. And, like, you could shut your eyes and you would have thought that was Hart. Mm-hmm. You would have never known that was Mariah. That was Hart up on that stage. Mm-hmm. She was perfect. Very good. Very good. So, um, yeah, if you ever check, check her music out I sometime because uh, that's a recommendation there for you. Very good. But, um, so, tell me about... Uh, Hope holds on. Oh. Well, that <clears throat> that's one of my favorite uh, that we've done. I, I really, um, um, in the early days of, of recording the um, the EP, I was really thinking, okay, that's that's going to be the one that uh, um, 
maybe takes off or maybe has some, um, you know, maybe possible airplay or time. Um, now, it turns out, you know, we ended up choosing uh, the woods, and I'm glad we did, um, you know, to do a video and Narcissi. Uh, I think they both really, <clears throat> really ended up um, doing well for us. But, yeah, Hope Holds On. Um, I came up with the music, and Brenda wrote the lyrics. Um, mm -hmm. That That's another one that, that seemed to really write itself. Once it got yeah, started, it, it uh, uh, wrote itself. The middle section, I I have to admit, uh, is, is heavily influenced by one of my uh, favorite band, Stream of Passion. Um, uh, you know, it, it's it's just a, a part that um, uh, really, again, it, you know, Stream of Passion, I I kind of feel like I uh, I was close to ripping them off, but everybody said, no, you didn't rip them off. <laughs> yeah, it's just my thoughts. But yeah, it's, it's uh, I, I really like it. it it's, uh, you know, a medium tempo song, not slow, not fast. Um, we uh, also got to uh, make sure that we give props to uh, Dale Lytle uh, oh, yeah. for uh, laying down the leads to most of the material uh, there off that EP. Um, he, he, he just laid down something so emotional. It fit with the, the, uh, the music and the lyrics so perfectly. Um, and he does it so effortlessly. You know, we're watching him in the studio and, you know, he, he's, he, he finished laying down that solo and kind of looked up, you know, like, was that okay? And we're, we're both like... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was perfect. Yeah. So he, he's he's just amazing. But uh, you know those those are the the, the pieces that all uh, get pulled together that uh, put it over the top. And um, uh, I, I, I guess somewhere along the way we also have to to just send out uh, props to Michael Washkovich who did the mixing and mastering. Um, and not just for this song, but uh, all of the songs on the EP that uh, he did such a great job that uh, again it just just brought all of the dynamics out of the music that uh, we couldn't have brought out without him, you know. Um, Hope Holds On, it's not, you know, the only one that he made sound, you know, just ten times better, uh, but that's, i, I, I got to throw that out there right away. Um, well, let's talk about, like, our music itself in terms of the message. Um, one of the things uh, in doing songwriting, um, I, I used to write music for a very large church in Kansas City. Um, and uh, I, I used to go to conferences and songwriting classes and all kinds of stuff. And one of the things that, that they taught you was, if you're going to be a songwriter and, and you're going to write lyrics, um, don't write anything unless you have something to say. Uh, and if you're going to say something, say it the way no one else has said it before. At least try to. And uh, so that's how I try to, to write something and if I feel like there's something kind of burning inside an idea that I just can't get rid of um, then I'll write it down and I'll you know sometimes it, I'll just immediately finish out the thought or I'll let it sit sometimes it'll sit for years um, and sometimes it'll be done within a matter of 10 minutes um, Stitch in Time was a song that was written in a matter of about 10 minutes um, Hope Holds On was a song that uh, it took a little bit longer to write um, because it's a very personal song. Um, but when, when we write, when I write, um, I want to write material that is, comes from a personal place, that is self-reflective, comes from personal experiences, and is also going to help others. Um, that's probably the difference between 
our music and a lot of other metal or symphonic metal that you may hear out there is, you know, we're not going to have that, that stigma that's out there attached to some other metal music, you know, with a lot of the death and the doom and the, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, that's just not who we are. Um, I want to see our music, I want it to have a message, um, I want it to ultimately help someone, help them to think about something differently, help them through something, um, and uh, so with Hope Holds On, you know, the, the message in that song is Hope Holds On and Keeps You There. Um, you know, when when you're in a situation where you think that you're not going to make it through, you're sick and tired of things the way they are, you don't have any other alternatives, you know, there's that phrase, when in doubt, don't. Mm -hmm. That to me is when hope holds on and keeps you there. That, that when in doubt, don't goes back to that phrase, hope holds on and keeps you there. So that's how what that song was built out of. Um, it's about our relationships with one another and, um, you know, we're not perfect, um, you know, and, but there's still that something that keeps us hanging on to one another, um, and it's called hope. So that's kind of the basis of that song, and I'll, I'll shut up now and stop preaching. <laughs> <laughs> Some, sometimes when I'm, uh, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, uh, am, am I going to do something and I don't, that's kind of what I'm uh, thinking, you know, when I'm about to send an angry email at work. Yeah, when in doubt, don't. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll have to remember that sometime. So, yeah. So there is a message in our music, and, and hopefully it's a, it's a good one. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's everyone take a listen to this one. This is Hope Holds On by Anatomy of the Sacred. You're in Lurch's Lair. You're on New Regal Radio.
New Regal Radio. I'm DJ Adam, along with Anatomy of the Sacred. Brenda and Shane here with us. Now, there's a reason I played that song. Well, this will be a, you know, a lead-in here. So, that song right there, which was Black Sabbath's Paranoid, I'm learning right now, as well as one of the DJs over in, in uh, Great Britain is learning. He's learning the bass part, I'm learning the the electric guitar part. When in a year, if we can get it down, we're going to, we're actually going to, you know, both record ourselves, see if we can, you know, get it together and maybe put something out. So I'm learning that electric guitar right behind Shane, and I hear somebody else is learning an instrument that's here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm a vocalist. I don't play any instruments. I was, I've always been absolutely terrified to try to learn an instrument. I remember um, growing up, my grandmother's side of the family, everybody played guitar, uh, you know, violin, actually fiddle, because I come from the Midwest, um, uh, accordion, I mean, you name it, everybody did that. And I was always too scared to learn. So I never did, I always just sang. And uh, so I'm like, you know what, screw it. I'm gonna learn violin. And everybody said, that's the hardest instrument ever. What are you doing? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm trying. We'll see what happens. But It's, it's not like I know from experience. My, my daughter played uh, uh, violin, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's, it's an easy, uh, you know, as you're learning uh, uh, guitar, you know, as you're learning that song, you know, you're you're gonna go through. You you have those those frets there for you to know where the notes are. You don't have that on the violin. You plus, you're look at the violin either. Plus, you're you're busy. You know, both both your your frets are, or uh, your fingers moving on the on the fingerboard, and you have that uh, uh, bow. Mm -hmm. And there's you know many different bowing styles and stuff. So, yeah, it's not necessarily the easiest. So well, I I do know this. Yes. I, all I know, you guys, is I had this dream one night that I was absolutely tearing it up on the violin. And I'm like, oh, this has got to be an omen. So I don't know if it's a good one, but we'll see what happens. That's that's when you decided to do uh, play violin? Or no, it took you me already a started. while before. No, hmm. it took me a while before I actually was like, you know, I think I might just give that a whirl. I have faith in you. I'm not getting any <laughs> younger. I won't say I'm getting older either, but I'm <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You might as well try. I'm just, I, I'm just not gonna be afraid to to do stuff anymore. So I'm gonna go ahead and give it a whirl. Well, that uh, that one last song that uh, was played, uh, "Stream of Passion," uh, I believe the vocalist she plays violin. So when when really? we yep oh. when we play that song, you can get up and. Bring your violin. I didn't know that. It's good stuff. Oh man, pressure is all. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, I actually started learning the guitar because uh, Agent A was learning the drum. And the guy that is my teacher teaches guitar and drum. Now, years ago, I guess he was about four, five-ish, six. He'd want Agent A decided he wanted to play the guitar, so. I got an acoustic guitar. He got this little Cars guitar. I mean, it was an actual guitar. It just had car, you know, the the movie right. on it. Oh yeah. And yeah. Uh, my buddy uh, Hambone, who who does his Hambone's heavies on here, he's a uh, bassist and a guitarist. And he came down. And he goes, well, he goes, well, I'll I'll teach you. 
So he came down for one lesson and Agent A couldn't have cared less. He just wanted to strum the guitar. He didn't actually want to learn to play it. Well, here I had this acoustic guitar. I mean, it literally sat there for several years and I never played it. And, you know, he was on the drum and he's on the autism spectrum. Yeah. So attention span, not the greatest. So sitting there for an hour was not really working for him. So it got to, he was going to, he learned to drum for a half hour and I got out the acoustic guitar and I played that. I learned that for a half hour. So that that's how I started off because you know, cause it's just kind of like, you know what? I have it. It's here. Yeah. Why, you know, I might as well do something. You might as well try. So, uh, and then uh, Will got me this. Well, he gave, he gave me one of his electric guitars to, to practice one night and I'm like, oh my God, this is so much nicer than the acoustic. So... Then I had to get a mm-hmm. an electric guitar. You had to get a really, really good one. Well, it's yeah. not it's not that good, but you know it. It, it looks good to me. It, it, ca- it came with a you know an amp that that has a headphone jack in it, which was uh, a plus for Mrs. Lurch <laughs> over here. That's right. Because she was tired of hearing me, you know, strum during during uh, at night. Well, he will mm-hmm. strum while watching TV. Have the guitar strumming while there's a program on. Oh yeah, that's one good. So, I think one of the one of the uh, <laughs> bad things when 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 somebody wants to learn guitar, they they, they get a, a beginner guitar, and a lot of times those things have awful action. You know, you're trying to play and it's painful. I mean, of course, you just have to get used to the calluses and mm-hmm. used to uh, <clears throat> finger positions. But uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 not necessarily the most conducive to learning. And then once uh, you get a better guitar, the action is a, a little bit better. Um, you know, it, it just makes it a little bit more of a pleasure to play, uh, but yeah. So did so Shane. When you were, you've been playing forever. I, I mean, you you play everything. You play bass. You play lead guitar. You play rhythm guitar. You play trombone. You play piano. You play your nose. You play. <laughs> <laughs> you play your eyeball. You're playing your eyeball. Um, did you start? Is there any other instrument that you don't play? Your armpit? Do you play your armpit? I like can't. In the 80s? I can't. Okay. No, there's plenty that I don't play. Uh, you, you, you left out the automaton. <gasps> automaton. <laughs> yeah, we want to incorporate that. And in fact, your wife Sarah had a great idea. We're going to bust out the uh, automatones. Yeah, look that up, folks. Automatones in, uh, in one of our next shows. Well, um, I think I, I got. Uh, um, uh, I got started in the music when uh, a family friend, their uh, son had a, uh, a trombone, and so I inherited that, and uh, that was around fourth grade, so I, I started playing uh, in elementary school, started uh, taking lessons, uh, all that good stuff, and then, of course, uh, you know, everybody, almost everybody, has a uh, kind of a beater piano at home, and so I started banging on that thing, and uh, I think it was my brother, my oldest brother, Mike, he was, uh, I think he was riding along on the back of the Salvation Army truck when they would go out and they'd pick up junk. And somebody threw out this old K bass, a hollow body. It had these flat wound strings on, just awful, awful. And I think I picked that up. And then my other, I actually do have two brothers, Mike and Michael. There's another story for maybe the next time we come in. I'll tell, tell you about that. But So we ended up uh, pounding away on that thing. And, you know, it was just one of those things, um, you know, more and more and more. Now I played trombone through high school into uh, York Youth Symphony and 
good stuff like that. But somewhere in there, yeah, I, I transitioned from bass to guitar. But then um, I, I was working with a fella, and I don't want the story to go too long. I was working with, uh, um, I knew this girl, Jess, that her dad was playing out on weekends. Uh, and he was also uh, doing sound and, and lights. He needed somebody to do some lights with them. So I went along with them. And uh, after a while, it turns out that the bass player um, for the band that he was playing with, Legacy, uh, he, uh, I think he moved out of town. Actually, I now work with his wife what? at Utz Quality Foods. She's a consultant and uh, in a small, small world. But shout out to Sean uh, Stilwell. But uh, uh, he left the band. I think he was moving out of the area. So I, you know, filled in and, you know, actually borrowed the bass to, to try out. And it, it worked out to... Uh, I felt very comfortable in the bass, so I, for a long time, played bass, and now, now and here now with. And now you're doing rhythm guitar. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, out of out of need, you know, yeah. we we lost a rhythm guitarist, and I thought, well, you know, and. Uh, but I think anyways. all of that stuff. I mean, I think you that a lot of that stuff came naturally for you, though, didn't it? Um, you know, <clears throat> I, I I think trombone, bass, they're they're both uh, uh, bass clef uh, instruments. I think I, I felt more comfortable. In, in a rhythm and you know here with rhythm guitar I feel more comfortable as a you know mm -hmm. background mm -hmm. uh, backdrop to uh, the music mm -hmm. um, rather than a lead player um, so yeah I you know don't... see I've always sang so I'm kind of hoping that you know with the strings for your vocal cords that maybe I'll feel very comfortable with the violin maybe there's some you know translation there it, it maybe is not it, it can <laughs> It can be a melodic instrument. <laughs> it could be uh, uh, just like the vocals are a lead instrument. You know, violin can be. Hey, there you go. Maybe. So. And people who are out there who are professional violinists, they're like probably throwing up in their mouths right now. Well, yeah. I started as a drummer. Oh, did you really? I was a drummer in uh, elementary school for one year. So I just started out with the snare drum. And then I switched to vocals. I went to the choir. Nice. And in junior high and high school, so I sang for six years. Oh yeah. So that and that is actually I, I love to sing. My my dad, God rest his soul, told me I couldn't carry a tune in a bucket oh. with a handle. But uh, I love to sing, and apparently it's good for you too. So yes, it is. It's a stress reliever. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So picking up the the guitar, I actually had hoped that Agent A would have stuck with the drum. And I think it maybe at some point in time he may still come back to it, yeah. with the hopes that he and I could have written a song together. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Because That'd I be cool. I actually started writing a song about him. Oh, um, that's awesome. It was just one day the lyrics just started coming out, and literally we're dri we're driving to work, and I'm driving, and I I said to her, I'm like, you've got to write this down. Yes. And she's yes, she's she's sitting yes, there on do. her phone writing down these lyrics as they're just pouring out of me so i have yeah. a ton of lyrics yeah. that maybe at some point in time i can sing and that that's actually my goal even still my goal with the guitar is that learn this and eventually write this song about him when i was in high school uh, i mean i mentioned earlier in the interview you know i, I didn't try to play an instrument the, the high school i went to was, uh, I mean, music was huge, and there were a lot of kids. It was a suburban high school, very wealthy high school. I was an inner city kid that moved to the suburbs. I, w I did not have money. 
I did not grow up having professional lessons, anything like that. All I had was just vocal talent. And um, so therefore, you know, I was very intimidated by all those kids who could go in and sight read at the drop of a hat. Um, and that's what was required in choir. And, and when you went in to go play an instrument or try out for different things, you had to be able to play immediately. Um, so therefore, I didn't try a lot of things when I was in school. And I always wanted to be a professional vocalist. I always wanted to be a professional songwriter. Um, but I didn't think I could ever do it because I thought I had this image in my mind of who that person was and I never thought I could be that person and I was wrong. It, 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 I, had, I had created this box that doesn't exist because singers, songwriters, musicians come in all shapes and sizes, all backgrounds, and they get the job done mm -hmm. in all different ways and inspiration comes in all different avenues. And um, so anytime now that a thought comes to my mind and I think, ooh, that's kind of cool, I write it down. I, I don't take it for granted because you never know when the next song idea can come down the road. So if you're out there listening, please try because you you, you'll never know unless you try. What's, uh, I was reading an article there saying, I mean, Gibson Guitars filed for bankruptcy, and they're 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 coming out back out of it now. They said that kids, people are not learning instruments the way they used to, no. because now the computer will provide you with all the instruments. People don't have the patience to learn anything anymore. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I can tell you that as a as a teenager, and even in my twenties, I would have never had the patience to learn this guitar. And even now, I'm still fighting myself because. Even I know that that's going to take time for me to, to learn. I still want to try to rush myself on that. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm fighting myself even now, but I, I have a lot more patience now to learn that than I would have. Yeah, that's like when we're we're working on a new song, and I'll go ahead and say the name of it. The song is called uh, Suicide Lake. It's not quite done yet, and the the temptation is to hurry up and get it done. But you have to resist that temptation because you want that song to be born when it's ready. Because there could be some component, some inspiration, some drive down a certain street where you see a certain something that inspires you to write that certain word that wouldn't have happened if you rushed. Um, and, and that's the temptation that you have to avoid nowadays. I mean, we, we don't have the patience to even communicate with each other nowadays. I mean, oh, yeah. I read something, I read, I saw something today, a program popped up on my phone that said, um, a faster way to text, you know, I'm like, how much faster can it be? I mean, really seriously? Oh my God. I'm like, this is just getting ridiculous. Uh, yeah, that's a phone call. Ah, phone call. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, oh, yes, it, it was like an actual program that said something like, you know, I, I, I can't remember what it was, but I was just like, really? Seriously? This is just... Well, yeah, you, you said it right when uh, <clears throat> when you said kids aren't <clears throat> learning uh, that anymore. Uh, the, um, uh, the band that I most recently played with, um, uh, Casper, lead vocalist Jeff, his son... Um, you know, he always wanted to play in bands, and he he did successfully put bands together. But it was very difficult for him to find other kids his age to to play material 
Um, I don't know what they're doing instead. I mean, what uh, to me personally, what else is there besides, besides guitar, bass, and you know, drums? And of course, there's orchestral instruments, but um, uh, you know, kids typically aren't forming orchestras on their own, you know, on the side. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, <clears throat> I think it's uh, it's interesting. Everybody, you know, there was this kid back in high school, Jason Voles, that uh, I think it was the 10th grade uh, uh, talent show. And he got up there and he had that uh, that old Explorer, and, you know, he had bands, you know, shoes, and, you know, everybody thought he was so cool. And, you know, uh, uh, how, how could that be any cooler in 10th grade? And then you do that now and, you know, kids would just sit there, what, what? Yeah. So you're right, you're right. I, I don't know what they're doing instead and it is a lot of work um not to say that i haven't tried to do the easy thing as well i uh, uh i agree with you it is difficult to to keep on working on it and play the same thing again and again the next night and again but that all builds and it, it does pay off in the end um but um i agree with you it, it is uh, uh, uh fascinating how music has changed uh you know not just the creation of it but uh you know how artists are uh, are compensated. How um, you know we we find it very difficult. That uh, um, I, I I was really thinking. I hate to segue into this, but I was really thinking that uh, you know we we create this album and you know people will want to buy the album and you know will will uh, make money that way. We'll fund the next recording and and it's turned out that this is a really good demo uh, demo. <laughs> Promo and it's promotional. We're giving it to people. We're um, and we're hoping that maybe the live show, um, people will come uh, to see the live show. And because really we want to just keep on making music. We want to be able to afford to continue making videos, um, uh, continue uh, uh, if we expand the live show, um, doing what we need to do to make that happen. Um, I mean, that, that equip equipment is pretty uh, expensive and um, et cetera. So, I, I don't know. It's it's a, a real challenge. I don't know how bands really make that big step into well, uh, the big know, time. And I mean, Cher, she's having her fifth 401k tour, so you know <laughs> it can't be that easy. What's uh, you know, we we talk about this as as far as I mean here at New Regal Radio, our our you know main focus are independent bands. You know, it yeah. is about supporting the independent music because you know. It, I mean, I think even right now, even like the the national bands are feeling a pinch because yeah, we're going from. I worked in a music store in the '90s, and back in the '90s, the policy from record companies were: if you don't charge less than a certain amount, we'll go ahead and we'll help you with your advertising. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Mm -hmm. So, CDs, while cheap to produce, you know, had a huge margin. There was money everywhere, you know. People were making money, but now we've gotten into. Well, actually, we're about to leave MP3s. Yeah. iTunes is about to go away yeah. here next year, so you know MP3s to streaming and yeah. to see what streaming services are paying for just one stream is is. I think was it Spotify is like a cent or something like that and I just, no, it's not less bad. than a cent it's, it's, it's a fraction of a fraction it's embarrassingly low I, and I, I, I even tried to work out let's say we had a budget of X number of dollars it, 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 we would have needed millions of streams in order to get just a, a small small budget that probably would, would have covered three songs 
it's just insanely uh, um, yeah there there is I I really need to learn a little bit more about the the uh, legislation not to get into that kind of stuff but there is legislation about uh, uh, getting away from copyrights and going to um, uh, what is it called um, you're supposed to help me out here. You're supposed I to the, the music, <laughs> I know the music modernization oh, just packed, yeah, passed exactly, the Senate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know what I don't know what that means for uh, for artists, and uh, I think it is supposed to uh, level the playing field. I'm not sure how, but uh, I don't think uh, it does as much for independent artists as I, as what I think it should. I, I have this theory, and you can tell me I'm wrong or what, but I. I I read an article, and I think it was the drummer, the guitarist from Disturbed, who said, even as a national band, streaming, they're not making anything off of it because that's going to the record labels to pay for the upfront on the album. Yep. And he's like, so we've got to tour like crazy to make yeah. any money. Yeah. And, you know, the, the venue's getting money. You know, we've got to have a crew. They're making money. So he goes, we're not really, you know, you can complain about the, you know, whatever, but we're not really making that much money, and we still have to pay this record company back. Yeah. Yes, yes. And I, I've start. I've seen one of the band who actually, I think they sued to get out of their contract, or they say they fulfilled their contract. And the record label said, "No, you didn't." Mm -hmm. But is independent music the like the way it's going to end up? Is is it going to be better off to be independent than? Well, a record label? Here's the problem with being independent is, and 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 there's even, <laughs> I have heard that there's even national artists that secretly have day jobs to try to fund their careers. I mean, because they have to live mm -hmm. because they don't make enough being signed to major labels. But independent artists... Most, most of them have day jobs because they have to be able to support their music. Um, there's no other way to fund it. So, you know, you have to work a day job and, um, and then basically you're working two full-time jobs yeah. all the time. And that's pretty much, that's what we do. That's what you do. Yeah, that's what I do too. Yeah. I mean, you, you have your passion. Um, I mean, would, would I love to be able to do music on a full-time basis um yeah i would love to but i know that it's just not possible in terms of being able to live comfortably and have a career and be able to take care of my family and my friends and and be able to help others it's just not a possibility um which is really sad and then you look at artists who you know made it big back in the 60s 70s and 80s um those folks, I look at them and I think, my God, you guys are, you were so lucky. Mm -hmm. You were so lucky to have had what you had. But even they, like you said, they're feeling the pinch mm -hmm. of what's happening nowadays. They can't release new material and make any money off of it. So I'm looking at some of the, you know, some of these bands that, I mean, not like the Aerosmiths or, or the Van Halens, but some of the, you know, some of the other bands that were big back in the 80s. And, you know, you see them and they're, you know, they used to pack a stadium. And now they're, you know, they're, it's, it's you know, a club or, you know, you know, and I'm like, wow. But, you know, it, they, they do, they got to, to make some, you know, make money. You know, they're not packing those stadiums anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they have, you know, they 
basically have to get you know money where they they can so what's really funny is we would have a better chance with our music making it big over in europe and overseas uh great britain germany than over here in the united mm -hmm. states um now i don't know what that would translate into in terms of dollars but um but yeah we would have a, a much greater chance of that happening overseas than over here in the U.S. Rock is huge over in Europe. Yeah. I am going, do it, doing this show, and of course it's brought me a whole new appreciation for what artists have to, you know, go through. Uh, but just doing the show and seeing, like, what music is around the world, because I, I do, I, I search everywhere for, for mm -hmm. the music I would play on the show, and it's like, rock is huge yeah. over in Europe. And here it's dying, but over in Europe, it, it, it is, that's what it is. Isn't that funny how, because like the Beatles, they wanted to come to the United yes. States to become famous, yes. and they did, and we made their career, yes. and now it's just the exact opposite. Yes, it's, it is. That's just so wild. So wild to me. It is. So, tell me about Just One Night. Wow, okay, that one, wasn't that the one, uh, yeah, I... I I, I, I that was the that was one of the songs that I had written the lyrics to. You had written the music before we met. Yeah, I don't think that was very old. Uh, um, yeah, it was it was a couple years ago. Just like you're saying that uh, you know you have lyrics that you might dust off in a, in a little while. You never know down the road what would happen. And and you know with this song, uh, I, I came up with a, a melody. And uh, I did kind of shelve it. Uh, there's a lot of, lot of stuff sitting on my computer that um, just you know just wait for something to do with it. But yeah, she ended up writing uh, some lyrics, and I, I think you're the one that that put the two together and said, okay, yeah, they they just they go match. right together. Yeah, I uh, uh, he we were um, we had been in a project together. He hired me to be uh, the lead vocalist for a project called uh, Shades of Autumn. That project dissolved and we decided to continue writing music together we formed had we formed anatomy of the sacred when we wrote just one night oh uh, yeah i believe okay I believe and uh we were reviewing um music that he had written and lyrics and and stuff that i had written and just kind of going through kind of our catalog of music to see what we had out there that would work and he sent me the the music for the song which is now just one night and I came up with the vocal melody, and I remembered some lyrics that I had written when I first moved to um, to Pennsylvania. And um, I'm like, oh my God, these lyrics fit perfectly with this vocal melody. So then I went through and I built the song and did the vocal arrangement and the musical arrangement surrounding this whole idea of just one night. And it's actually kind of a, uh, it, it's kind of based on a true story, but I don't want to give it away too much, but, um, uh, it, it, it's based on a, a fantasy about meeting someone who is a complete stranger that you'll never, ever meet again, but what if kind of thing. So I'll leave it at that. All right. Well then... <laughs> Everybody take a listen to this one. This is Just One Night from Anatomy of the Sacred. You're in Lurch's Lair here on New Regal Radio.
Radio. I'm DJ Adam, along with Brenda and Shane from Anatomy of the Sacred. So we talked earlier about uh, Mariah Formica because you love heart. Oh yeah. So I, I played that one there for you to to listen to hear what uh, what she was doing with uh, that one right there. Um, like I said, if you see her in concert, she did Barracuda when we saw her, and you would have thought it was ex- it was heart. Yeah. So that was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. So now, tell us what you got going on here for the future. You said you got some, you know, some new songs in the works too, and and tell us about the plans for the future for Anatomy of the Sacred. Well, uh, yeah, like I, I mentioned earlier, I think we have some uh, some big plans with uh, uh, the one song that we have in the works. We have a second one. Um, we'll have to uh, kind of keep under wraps just to uh, hopefully keep people uh, on edge. Uh, trying to, to see what we're up to next but uh, yeah I, I think I think we'd like to um, keep recording we we spoke with uh, 
Michael Washkovich, uh, the fellow that did the uh, mixing and mastering for a desk, and he um, he really gave us a lot of good insight into uh, what we sh you know should or shouldn't do into the future. I think we're probably going to release singles. Um, I don't know what we'll do with uh, video. Um, if uh, Revolving Bear Media gives us uh, maybe a package deal, um, <laughs> I don't know if we can get a volume discount, <laughs> but. You know, if, if if we can get some kind of deal, maybe we can do a couple of videos. But yeah, I mean, it, it, and let me tell you, it was a lot of fun doing the um, uh, the few videos that we did. Uh, if folks go to uh, anatomyofthesacred.com and go to the YouTube uh, link, uh, they can check out all the videos. It was a lot of fun making those. There's actually some. Uh, I don't know if you saw any of the blooper. I saw the blooper reels. <coughs> yeah, it, look, it looks like you had a lot of fun doing oh, them. We did, man. I tell you what, the the doing. I, I love, I've always wanted to do music videos ever since I was, well, ever since MTV came out. I'm like, I so want to do that someday. And they were so much fun. Well, let me, let me tell you a real quick side story. Uh, so in, sorry, sorry to get off the subject, but so when we were doing the video shoot for The Woods, that old beat up piece of junk, the Buick, is my car. It's, <laughs> in, in, in fact, the township sent me a letter saying that it was a junk car, I had to get rid of it, so I put antique tags on it, so... <laughs> take that no so 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 we put this car into this video so my uh, my stepdaughter sienna is the one you'll see driving it at the end of the video well they did a couple takes where she drives down the road and they had a drone that they were kind of following with this car so she's going down the road and i think they got the take that they wanted to get and they just turned around and started walking the other direction you know my wife is like you know hey what about sienna she's sitting down there down the road oh, oh yeah yeah come on back come on back <laughs> so they i, I think they kind of got that caught up in things they were like oh yeah that, that's a good take and, and they're on to other things anyways well and the door <clears throat> the door wouldn't shut in the blooper video and yeah i think yeah. the car did the car stop working at one point but the, um i yep. can't remember but it, it was so it, much fun i'm pretty sure i was starting to get a little tired i mean you know it is over 50 years old and yeah but yeah it, it was a lot of fun to make that and of course the um, the Narcissi video was interesting. Kelsey was was a lot of fun to work with. The uh, young lady in the video, um, you know, we were just busting chops all the time, uh, you know, throughout this video. And Shane hit me in um, the boob like constantly, unintentionally. Yeah, well, you know, just saying. Oh, but yeah, it, it was it was fun. And then um, I, I think they said Kelsey for the underwater scenes. Wasn't she in the water for like three hours or something? She was in the water for a really long time. Oh, my God. Kelsey, we love you so much. You poor thing. We about drowned you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the videos were, were great. But, you know, hopefully we can have that same experience uh, uh, making another video. Uh, I, I'd, I'd like to, uh, to to put my head together with Brenda to see if we can we can, you know, maybe write, maybe not direct, but, you know, at least help storyboard uh, the the uh, uh, the next video. I have I have a lot of ideas. Uh, I think uh, there's there's a lot of potential, um, but uh, uh, we don't want to give it away. But the the one song that that we have in the works that is very close to being done, um, it is very timely for our society, and uh, we are hoping to release it. Uh, sometime in the first quarter of 2019. Um, with that being said, we, I feel, and I think Shane feels that it's worthy of uh, a music video. I think that the message would be communicated very well with a music video attached to that. So, 
Um, definitely going to be hitting up Revolving Bear Media because um, they're our partners in all of this. Um, and uh, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, and then hopefully uh, some of the other fun stuff, you know, more live shows. I'd, I'd like to play more. Um, there's uh, uh, another band in the area we really like, uh, Illusions of Grandeur. Um, they're really stepping up and uh, getting into, like, Chameleon. We'd love to yeah. uh, do some of the, the same kind of shows as they're doing. They're opening up for uh, Puddle of Mud soon. Uh, they're, they're playing, you mentioned HMAC. Uh, they're playing up there for uh, another female mm-hmm. uh, front of band. So there's a lot of uh, uh, cool venues we'd like to get into. And maybe, you know, we could get a little bit of help, uh, you know, from Lurch's Lair to do some, you know, set design. Uh, who knows? But, yeah, we, we'd love to, you know, when Brent and I first started uh, talking about doing this, we wanted to do more than just stand there and play songs. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that, uh, but we wanted to do a little bit more uh, visual along with the music. Um, most of the bands that we do like, Nightwish and stuff, you know, you go to one of their shows. Like, uh, also, a uh, good example is In This Moment. We went and, and saw them uh, down at Ramshead in uh, Baltimore last year, or maybe it's like two years now. But, yeah, it's been two um, years ago. But, uh, uh, you know, you, you see Maria Brink, and, of course, you're, you're, you're drawn to her because uh, that's how they, they set the whole thing up. And at every song, she did something different. She ha- actually had a gun that shot fog. It was it was really cool, but but she had there was dancers around her and it was all choreographed and a, you know of course the the band was more like a backdrop. It was all about her and the show that she was doing, but it was visual, not just uh, audio. And you know it's it also goes back to the the fantastic music like Trans Siberian does. If you've ever seen one of their shows, oh just one of the most phenomenal shows to go to see. It's it's visual. Now I, I don't know if we can ever get to that level, but we, we did just want to do more visual with the music. Um, and we'll have to take small steps, incremental steps, to, uh, to incorporate that in just a little bit at a time and hopefully Unless build Unless we just up. get an absolute benefactor out there that has like a lot of cash that they're willing to sink into our project and we're willing to let them do that. Yeah, we're accepting applications. Then, so. You can send that to Anatomy of the Sacred. Yeah, yeah we'll see what happens. But, but no, I, I think uh, I, I want to just take this as far as we possibly could go to communicate the message of our music the absolute best way that we possibly can. Um, I I really firmly believe that when we perform, when I sing, I want people to feel what I'm singing. I want them to feel what the musicians are playing. I want them to feel the message that we are communicating on stage, whether that be through video on screen or music video or, or something within our live performances, uh, you know, gobos or whatever on stage, um, some theatrical component that we haven't added yet, um, whatever it takes to communicate that. That's what I'm hoping that we can add to live shows in the future. So, Yeah, buddy. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, buddy. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So, um, you are uh, playing Rooster Palooza this weekend. We are. We're so excited. Thank you, I, Mark Sutherland, and everybody for having us too. We appreciate it. I. Uh, you want to tell folks a little about Rooster Palooza because I I've never been. I've never. This is going to be my first time actually um, performing there. Yeah, I uh, uh, I've never been to one myself. Although I've played that uh, that park before, Ellicker's Grove. Um, it's really only about five to ten minutes from my house, so that's that's really super convenient. 
but uh, yeah, because uh, most of the shows we played at are two hour minimum. But yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a cool venue. They do have a nice big uh, concrete stage uh, under a roof, and then uh, a large pavilion. Uh, there's uh, probably, I'm, I'm terrible at estimating, there's probably room for at least 100, 150 people under the pavilion. Um, there's actually some uh, uh, video on the internet you can look and, and kind of see what it looks like, but there's there's a couple outbuildings. They'll have uh, some vendors there for uh, food. Uh, of course, there's always a tattoo artist uh, in there. Uh, I think he said that, uh, you know, it's pet-friendly, kid-friendly. Um, the shenanigans won't start until later, so, you know. <laughs> no, just kidding. I think... Um, yeah, usually, uh, you know, put the kids to bed when the uh, uh, sun goes down. But, yeah, we uh, I, I played a gig there one time with, with that band Legacy I was mentioning before, uh, kind of a reunion show. It was it was pretty cool. Uh, it's, it's a nice place. It's out in kind of the middle of nowhere. Um, um, oh, what else? Well, we played a show with uh, Made in America. Um, Gordon Titsworth, I, I don't know if he's listening, but he is, like, I love that guy. He is, like my vocal mentor and just a dear friend of mine and he loves us he loves our music and he's doing everything he possibly can to promote us which is awesome um and of course we are playing right before them um which is incredible because sharing the stage with them is going to be just uh, to me just a blessing because i love them guys they're awesome awesome vocalist awesome musicians um and when you get to play with really really nice people and just great musicians there's just such a uh, an energy in the air you just can't explain it you know um so we're really looking forward to it really yeah looking forward to it and 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 folks just don't uh, don't forget uh there's there's plenty of other bands like i said the sort of conduct is there they're a a local legend you know they've been around for a long time and uh, folks uh, really, really like their stuff. They're they're finishing up the night, but Willie Dicker is right before us. Um, I know Danny DeCrecio, uh lead vocalist. He will belt out a, a Ronnie James Dio song like you would not believe. So great, great vocalist. Um, there's a couple other uh, really well-known uh, musicians at this. So I, 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 I also kind of excited to get out there and see some of the uh, uh, younger talent, like at Soul Rider. I think they're... Um, um, probably not even 18, uh, you know, to 21. So I don't know. We'll see what the young kids can we'll do. see what happens. Uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, connecting with all of the female vocalists as well because, you know, I'm kind of new to the area mm -hmm. still. And there's not a, a lot of uh, female vocalists that are, are kind of playing in this genre, so it's nice to be able to connect with those folks as well. Um, we have... I mean, we didn't know you guys were going to be there, so we're going to see you there. Yes, but we will we be there. But we also have um, a couple of tickets. Uh, is it two tickets? Yep, yep, there's two. Two tickets that um, if uh, anybody's out there listening, um, they can shoot us a private message through our Facebook page, Anatomy of the Sacred. Uh, first person to send us a message tonight will get the tickets, um, and they can just uh, connect with us. Um, at the stage before our well, actually, well, at the at the at the entrance. Yeah, at the Something entrance. Something like that. Never been there before. Don't know what I'm talking about, obviously. But um, we'll make sure you get in. So there you go. Send 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 your message now. <laughs> for uh, you said through Facebook, right? Yes. Through Facebook, through Facebook Messenger. Yep. All right. So there you go. Um, looks like there's going to be some craft and food vendors. I think that's what we're going to do because uh, we're going to Agent A is going to have a 
Angel sitter. Yes, he's not a baby. He's an angel. Aww. All right, all right. Very good. That's what he says. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you a different story. But, um, so we're going to come down kind of in the, you know, af- late afternoon, evening, get some, you know, dinner, try out the vendors, and then we'll be, you know, we'll be over and... Good. You bring bring a lawn chair or uh, a lawn lazy boy, whatever you have, and I think we go on around seven, and that's uh... so what it says right here: seven to seven fifty. Uh, made in America from eight to eight fifty. Yeah. There you so go. Uh, yeah, sometimes there's times are a little bit uh, plus uh, or minus. Yeah. That's one thing I've learned about going to, you know, going to show smaller shows like this. Well, actually, any show. Start time. It's usually the suggestion, not necessarily always exactly right on, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. we're looking forward to it. It should be a great night. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, anytime you got music, well, we will see everyone at Rooster Palooza this weekend. I I'm, I I want to look up how it got to be called Rooster Palooza. You know, though. I would love to know that. So, Mr. Mark Sutherland Sr., um, it would be great if somehow or another you would put that out on Facebook so somebody would know where you came up with that name. Well, I think his, uh, his uh, um, agency is Blue Rooster, but I don't know where that came from. I don't so. know where that came from either. I think the Palooza part is obvious. Is that it? <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Lala? Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think a lot of things for a while there were called Palooza, something Palooza. Yeah, it's so, like every every controversy is a gate. Yes, and then the, every festival became a Palooza. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. So, like I, I, we were we were talking earlier, you met our friends from Ignite the Fire, and yes. I would love at some point in time we can get a concert together with the two of you. Yeah. You know, I, 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 we love those guys. I mean, they they were here before. They were, were here before. Um good people they are very good people awesome. uh, we had uh, we had Agent A down to one of their shows when it was probably about a, two years ago and he was just starting on the drums and Kalen who is the drummer uh, afterwards we're like hey can, you, can we so you know, cool. come up and Kalen's like oh yeah come on up and he sat behind you know the drum kit and you know Kalen you know, stood there with him he's like go ahead you can play just you know, go ahead yeah, and Agent A got to to play on the drums, and and Kalen gave him a, a used um, drumstick, an autograph. Oh, Actually, so they cool. all autographed it. They all that autographed it, cool. and he sat with um, Jack, who's the lead singer. He sat for a while and talked with Jack about different things. That's cool. So uh, I, I, he, I I love them. He he probably didn't let that drumstick out of his sight for the next three weeks. <laughs> no, he did not. And what? Well, we're left with it. Yes, right. we're, when we're riding home from, because it was down in Maryland, and we're riding home from Maryland, he's like, and you're going to get me something I can put this in and hang it up, right? Yeah. Yes, we will get you a, a case. We'll, we'll get something right. for you to, you are going to get me something. <laughs> yes, we are going to get you something. Do not worry. So, uh, oh, yes, I would, so cool. they are, they are some great folks. I, would, so. I was actually hoping that you were going to say cool. that we could get together with them and have a wrestling match. Oh? Oh? Yeah. Yeah, I don't As think in so. professional wrestling match. I don't you know think so. Uh-huh. Okay, who are you going to wrestle? Uh, I don't know. Curiosity. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, you're on your own on that one, dude. I'm going to bring my good friend the Amish assassin. <laughs> and we're going to we're going to tag team. Yeah. How about Kaylin. that? Kaylin. Yeah. Well, that's what I was wondering. Kaylin. I'll be the girl that like. carries the signs for each, you know, like 
Is that in between? The, oh, that's boxing. boxing. Oh, that's wrong sport. <laughs> you can no, tell I, I don't do sports. I, I had to. I have to tell you that uh, some of those WWE divas, you know, have some, oh, you yeah. know, skimpy outfits on. No, no, thank you. No, no, nah, <laughs> I'm okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyways, if if, if not professional wrestling, then uh, how about uh, spinning spinning plates on the sticks competition? Oh, I'm gonna. They had some hidden talents. I'm trying to remember yes, what they, they were. They did. I'll ha- we'll have to. Uh... All right, now we we now we've got to get on it's this with on. with the night fire. <laughs> yeah, you find out. You 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 tell them it, it's uh it's a challenge. They're not they're not that far away from here either. Oh really? Right. No, they're they're from Tannytown, Maryland, so they're they not that far. Fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's below me. I'm uh, well. I work down in Hanover, so it's. Yeah. I think you just go down ninety four and. Bit, about, bit over the border. See, I owe them cookies, so we can get them up here for some cookies. They would I, probably spin plates. For I can, cookies. I can bring yeah. chips. Yeah, all right. There, there is, there is a a pallet or actually just like an area in the warehouse that we go down. About, about, I told you that the other day. We go down about every two weeks. We're, we're in this pretty big warehouse, it, oh and uh, uh, there's a there's a damaged and stale area that we go down there and raid pretty often. I I sense a I sense like uh, there's we've we've got to find some way to to, to we'll do something have, like, with this. We're getting way off subject. Th- you know what though? That is fine because that's that's kind of what you know. What, if you would have when I post the the ignite the fire episode sometime, you can go and listen to it. We were all over the place. <laughs> like like I said, we were literally talking about you know. Mike wanted shrimp toast, and we were talking about, you know, cartoons, and you know, all we talked about. Well, I tell you what. Here's the thing. Y'all can uh, spin the plates. Uh, The dude that wanted shrimp toast, I think him and I will just work on that. How about that? Right there, we go. Harry Potter trivia session. There we go. Oh, that. that All right. Harry Potter trivia. Well, yeah, I'm not going to be really good at that. Shane wanted that. Okay. Well, if you if we're doing the spinning of the plates, you better bring a lot because I'm going to break almost every one. Because <laughs> I can't spin anything. I have a, I have a feeling stick. we're good at the dollar store. Get the plastic ones. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, there we go. God. They'll take a lot of abuse before they break. <laughs> so can we? Um, we're going to talk about music. How about that? Well, that too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Good. Yeah, well, right. Cool. That too oh, as well. Yeah. Oh, how, about, how about we? Uh, we'll get to speaking of music. Let's play something here. How about uh, in the moment? Dirty pretty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Any special meaning here, or oh, no, you just no. just in, a in favorite? Mo- in this moment, dirty, pretty. Oh yeah. That that whole album. Oh, yeah. That that's one of my favorite from them. I mean, there's just such good stuff with that album. Black Widow is just fantastic. Just because I like all that stuff. Now I think a lot of people would go for uh, Big Bad Wolf. Is a oh, really yeah, good Big video. Bad Wolf is awesome. Sex Metal Barbie. There's a couple really good videos from there, but I don't think they have a video for Dirty Pretty. But no, there's there's no no real meaning it's just because i i like the beat i like the vocals the the harmonies and the chorus it's just a really cool you know you you get her singing the uh, uh the lyrics and you know she she throws in that dirty pretty you know which, which is, sounds really creepy coming from me but maria brank is is and, and i would love to meet that woman someday and just sit down and just talk to her about what she does with vocals and about songwriting and stuff, but her vocal capabilities are crazy. 
I mean, she can go from whispering something very melodically and just very beautifully up to operatic vocals to very, like, screaming, but doing it on, in, on key. And it just, oh my God, it blows my mind. Now, I, I don't know if she'll be able to still do all that stuff when she's like 50, 60 years old, but it's, her voice is amazing. Absolutely amazing. And what she writes... She's incredible. She's an amazing artist. Now, not not everyone will like what she does, but man, she's 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 just incredible. She's incredible. I would love to meet her someday. Love it. All right. Well, take a listen. This is in the moment, dirty pretty. You're in Lurch's lair here on New Regal Radio.
You're listening to New Regal Radio. Radio. Do you want to get right? Well, do you, punk? Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome, welcome, welcome.
New Regal Radio. I'm DJ Adam, and you are in Lurch's Lair, along with Anatomy of the Sacred, Brenda and Shane here. Now, we're talking off air here about uh, some things, and then, and Shane, you got a, a story about the band Ghost. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it. Uh, we were talking a little bit about... Uh, they're, they're, they're just they're, they're a really cool novelty act that uh, I, I think have, have really um, done some good work. Uh, the, the, I was just saying how I really love their writing, the production. It's really good stuff. Um, I had the chance to go up to Rochester to visit my daughter, uh, Leanne. And so we went to this really, really cool venue called the uh, Main Street Armory. It is an old armory, and it's, it's, it's really very cool. But you go in, and I think it might have uh, they, they made it into a basketball arena. Uh, this main area, so it's it's pretty big. But you go in, and uh, this was the uh, kickoff to their Pope Star tour uh, last year, right before their latest disc. So we get there, and they they had a really not so great act uh, open for them. But uh, so they start playing, and my daughter she didn't know what to, to really think of them uh, uh, when we started off, uh, you know, when they started the set. So things are going along, and she's really starting to dig this. And um, uh, you know, as a dad, it's it's really nice to see your, you know, your kid having a good time. So she turns to me, um, they're playing this song called Mummy Dust. And she turns to me and, you know, she just has that look like she's really enjoying herself. And I, I swear, I still have to ask her um, if she knew what was about to come next. She says, Dad, the only thing that would make this better is if they shot glitter out of cannons. Yes. <laughs> Moments later, they shot glitter out of cannons. Uh, you know, it was like this foil, that pow, you know, they're playing this dun 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 pow and all this this glitter's coming down and people are going crazy and uh and she just looks at me and she just has that look you know she didn't say anything she just smiles and uh you know, that's one of those moments that uh you know you're like yeah yeah that's that's the stuff you know you. musicians and and djs and vocalists are the coolest parents in the world mm-hmm. right we are the coolest parents well of course ever. we are <laughs> we try but so yeah that uh <clears throat> that's one of those those really good moments uh but yeah that's that's um you know, uh, Ghost, I, I don't think they do that uh, on all their shows. Uh, we, we saw them uh, when they played uh, uh, Open Up for Iron Maiden. And it, it was a really good show. I'm really kind of excited to see them, you know, this next tour. I think they're coming uh, to um, uh, Baltimore down in December, maybe. But anyway, so, yeah. Yeah. What? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> talking, talking about kids and... and shows so we did take uh, we did take agent a to see ignite the fire i think it was two years ago it was my birthday so of course ignite the fire knew it was my birthday so we're they you know they they gave a shout out to the lair and you know it was my birthday and i was sitting at that table i you know okay whatever you know i i don't necessarily celebrate my birthday other people celebrate it for me oh really so um you know we're a little while later, we got, you know, I got up. He wanted me to come up, up, you know, towards the stage. Okay, so we're standing there, and, you know, I, I'm just, I'm holding his hand, and he's, all of a sudden, I just feel him, like, like tugging on my hand. And I'm like, what the heck's going on here? And here, he just starts creeping a little further, to, closer to the stage. And then a little closer to the stage. <laughs> and a little closer. And we're standing there, and all of a sudden, I just all I see out of the corner of my eye is, and I'm like, look over, and here he is looking up at the lead singer Jack, and he's going, like he's here, he's here now. It's like, what are you doing? Are you? It's like, are you 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 hoping now that they're gonna you know point me out or something? Yeah. 
sang but, to you then. Yeah, they did, but we had oh, he had a blast. I mean, that that was probably <laughs> the you know, f- that might have been the second show we've ever had him to. Yeah, Galactic Empire was Galactic his first. Empire was the first, and that was at the Chameleon Club. It was an all ages show. Nice. And he didn't like the you know the kind of crunch of people that that was you know in front of the stage because they moshed yes and they did they did mosh until security was like was like pointing going was you know giving them the kill sign that you know enough but um he didn't like that kind of crush in now when we did see them oh i okay i'm six foot eight Mm -hmm. so i am above everybody in the crowd so at the end of the show the guitarists were throwing their picks out, and I didn't even, I wasn't watching nothing, and I just feel something hit me. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what the heck was that? And then the lights came up, and I looked down, and there's this guitar pick laying on the floor. In fact, I have it right here. Aww. It's got the Emperor on it from Star Wars on the guitar pick. So I'm like, oh. That's cool. So I'm looking down, like, oh. And then I look up and I look over at this kid next to me because he's also looking down at it. And I'm like, and I move my foot over top of it while I'm watching this kid. And he looks then up at me and then turns around and walks away. <laughs> but, Take that um, kid. But it's like, n- no, it's mine. Thanks. <laughs> Try to move me. It hit me. But uh, you know what though, I, I love. I we tell people on the show go support your local bands and support your yeah. local venues because you know fun things like that happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I yeah, well, you, you sh- can you can get up uh, close and personal even if you don't know the band. You know, you can you can get up close and personal. You can see them. You can see what they're doing. Uh, you know how they're uh, uh, playing the music and and you know experiencing their emotion while they're playing their own material. So you, 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 a lot of times you can't get that. Uh, it, it's just you know you're too far away from the you know larger acts and so forth. But yes, I, I definitely agree. I we actually you know we were talking about ignite the fire. We actually met ignite the fire at the first show we went to after I started the lair uh, up in Wilkesbury. That's how I met them. Uh, we went to see Behind the Gray, which is from Scranton, and um, they were playing there as well. And that that's how. Pretty much, we met them, and that was two years ago. Very cool. Uh, so, and honestly, that show not, of course, ignite the fire and behind the gray were you know spot on, but the people in the bar <laughs> that had gone. They I mean, made they, that night. Yes, they did. They didn't really have a stage; they just kind of had a corner where yep. they set up, and you know, the, there was just these people, and they were just up, and they were just. Dancing away, and you know they were drunk. Yeah, I love but it. But hey, yeah. and there was this old guy, and he is just <laughs> jumping everywhere, and you know he's yelling, and he's oh, he was having a great time. But that added something to it. Yeah, you know that added a little something to that. That you know, obviously people were loving the music, and people were having a great time listening to him. Yeah. And you know, I've never been one to go out to clubs. I mean, I, I never. Uh, but uh, I, I find that I, I find that I love going to these smaller shows more than I more than like going to an arena mm-hmm. because I mean we've seen Brad Paisley at Hershey a couple times and we watched him on a TV oh, you know yeah. 
Ex- well, it was nice when he came back to the halfway point and stood yeah. right in front of us. He did that for like a couple songs, but otherwise you were watching him on a TV because, yeah. you know, from where you were sitting, mm-hmm. you know, it was, you were going to see more of him on the TV than you were yeah. looking at the stage. Yeah. So I... I I really enjoy these smaller shows because you do get more out of it. And, you know, I, I, I always tell people, go see the smaller shit, go see these shows because local bands also appreciate it more. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I've always said that, uh, through the, the, the years playing in cover bands, I don't know if people are enjoying themselves. If I don't see people dancing or, or people, you know, it's, it's like, they are having a good time. We have a better time. Then they have a better time. Then we have a better time. And, and it's, uh, it, it, you know, it, <clears throat> we feed off each other. Now, with anatomy, you know, it's, it's not really dancing kind of stuff. But yeah. if, you, if you see heads bobbing, you see people, you know, and then at the end of the song, you know, you know usually they, they say something. You know, they do something. And that, that's like, okay. You know, it makes, it makes you feel like you've done well. You know, like... like uh, Mm-hmm. They do get what you're, you know, they're picking up what you're laying down. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, um, over the, like I said, over the years, um, when I'm standing up there playing, it, it makes me feel better, you know, when I see people enjoying themselves and I'm enjoying myself. So, yeah. I, one thing I wanted to ask you because, uh, like we said before, there's not a lot of symphonic metal here in the States, let alone in the, the area. So how do you, how do you, when you go out and do a show, what do you look for in, say, the other bands that are playing? I mean, how do you gauge that as far as, you know, as an audience? So if, you know, whoever's playing along, do you think, how do you think, well, okay, well, that audience will probably also like our music, I mean. Well, I, I don't know if we really think it, think through it that way. I think... I mean, I don't want to speak for you, Shane, in this regard. I mean, I, I probably speak for you in lots of ways, but <laughs> just, just say it. Um, I, for me, if I see a band that I really, really like what they're doing, um, and especially if it's female fronted, um, and I really like the people, if I've met the people and they're good people, and they're nice, and they're approachable, and they're real, um, I'm going to want to work with them. I want, I'm going to want to do a show with them. Um, you know, if... Uh, I don't necessarily know that... We haven't really come across a, a group yet that I felt like I don't think our material will, will mesh with these folks. Um, because usually a show has a variety of components to it because you do want to draw in different types of crowds so that you have, you know, an ebb and flow with the evening. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, we've, we've played with some pretty diverse acts, um, you know, some, some more mellow to the more aggressive. And, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know whether it is, like you say, uh, if they want variety or if it's just like, here, let's just throw these bands together. You know, there's the ones we can do. I, I don't know. But sometimes it really does work. There's other, some evenings where I kind of feel like there's a little bit more, um, hey, these people get this. Um, you know, they like our stuff and they like this other stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we, we, I don't really feel like there's any band. It is kind of nice sometimes when they do have 
um, female-fronted bands, you know, um, because they, they can still be pretty diverse. Um, but I do kind of feel it, um, it, it showcases what, what women can do sometimes better than men, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I, I really don't think that there's uh, any, any match at least in my opinion, but it may. I mean, it may. The venue may have a lot to do with it. I, I um, you know, some venues um, may want to have acts in that are more uh, show oriented, um, where you know there's more of a theatrical theme. The the lead vocalist is not going to get up there and talk between songs. It's going to just move from one song to the next, to the next, to the next. Um, lots of props and stuff like that, um, or they may want, you know, uh, a band that's going to just be real more interactive with the audience. Um, so it, it, I think it really depends on the, the venue and what the venue is, is wanting. Um, but in terms of who we are, are wanting to, to work with, um, you know, if, if they've if their music is is good, if they are passionate about what they're doing, um, if it has integrity, uh, has a good message to it, you know. I guess that was the long way to say no. No. <laughs> I I always wondered because I I mean, for for my show, when uh, I do play Anatomy of the Sacred, I do tend to match you up with other symphonic metal bands oh, cool okay. cool we appreciate you know, that. so that's that's kind of why i was curious because it's not a widely known format so it's like yeah. you're you know you kind you it's not like you're going to find a lot of other you know symphonic metal bands to even play with so i was just kind of like so there's not really a lot of around here though yeah i know i mean really so but i have i've been told and i do believe this that our music um, has crossover ability, so um, so if it was played on like a, a you know just a regular rock station, I think it has crossover uh, ability. Um, so I mean, I think we'll it see. does too because I have. I mean, I, I would I wouldn't I do try to kind of put it in with other uh, symphonic metal bands, but if I'm looking at my playlist of of what I've picked, I may not even have another uh, one and, and like. You know, you've said you've uh, you met New Day Dawn, mm -hmm. so I've mm -hmm. played your stuff with New Day Dawn stuff oh, already. Great. So it, you know, it, it's not like yeah. I will just okay. Well, I don't have any other symphonic band, so I well I can't play this, but I I do try to to kind of match up. Well, I'm not saying that we're Queen, but I think Queen kind of ran into this when they came on the scene, like. People didn't know where to put them, mm -hmm. you know, because and of course they had that really long epic song Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> that everybody said, "Oh my God, nobody's gonna like this. Nobody's gonna play this. It's too long. Everybody's gonna hate this." And and you know now they're like legendary. So I'm not saying that we're like that at all. So please don't. I don't want to get any hate mail or anything like that. But I'm just saying that it's it's sometimes it's hard to. Um, we get used to putting things, categorizing, Cat yes. putting in a box, you know, this is where you belong, this is where you belong, We've, kind of We thing. have got data points, and we yes. have to put it in yes. a data point. Yes. Metrics, yep. Yes. Well, well, one of my, you know, um, Brenda brings up a, a good point. Um, one of my favorite bands, Kansas, they, um, they would definitely be considered um, progressive, 
but they're they're nowhere close to metal. But uh, um, I I feel more of um, um, likening to them than maybe even other metal acts, just because I like I like different uh, time signatures. I like th some some of their songs uh, uh, get to be you know eight nine ten minutes long uh, in their early days, and uh, so I I listen to a, a ton of that stuff, and I really feel a, li a little bit more of a, a likeness to them uh, just because of that uh but mm -hmm. yeah um you know you, you would you wouldn't necessarily put a kansas song next to our song and and most people would say oh i see the similarities maybe maybe not but uh so i'm kind of hoping that we just kind of start our own little thing you know that's fine start a revolution yeah there you go you know a new rock that's right there you go Starting works, right here. Works for me. Right here, Lurch's Lair. That, that's, that's fine by me. You know? All right. It, it's, the one guy I work with used to be my boss. He keeps telling me that when I hit it big, he wants to be security for me. There you go. And I'm like, hey. He's going to have to be taller than you. Yeah, when I hit when not. I, he's, not, <laughs> he's not at all. But he's he's got he has the bouncer look, though. He, he is like. Sometimes you know, half of it is image. You know. Yes, it, it is. It, it very much is. It's like, I said, hey, when that happens, fine. I got no problems hiring you. You know, whenever that happens. Uh, so, uh, how about some heart here for you? I would love it. Nothing at all. Anything special behind this one? or is you this just this one. I love this song. I, I was going down through some of the more popular stuff, and I'm like, um, I've heard that a lot. I've heard that a lot. I've heard that a lot. But uh, I just, I'm out in the barn sometimes, and, and they, they play that a lot. I love um, song. Even it up and a couple of those, but, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a straightforward, easy to listen to, rocking song. Doesn't necessarily stretch her, her vocal abilities that much, but it's just an all-around great song. So. All right. Here you go. This is Heart Nothing At All. You're in Lurch's Lair. You're on New Regal Radio.
Radio. I'm DJ Adam, and you are in Lurch's Lair with Anatomy of the Sacred, Shane and Brenda. Thank you so much for having us. Yes. We've had so much fun. This is, I love these shows, just sitting down here, just having a conversation. Um, so thank you for coming in here, and I also want to thank you, too, for uh, the support you gave us for the Rock Out for St. Jude uh, so campaign welcome. that we did. Um, we beat our goal very good. Twice over this year. Nice. Good. Yeah, we we raised over twenty two. Twenty three thirty one. Twenty three thirty one this year. So, uh, thank you for your support with that. Uh, we really appreciate that. Well, anytime well, you need are, us, we're that, here. That's a, a, a really really good cause. Yes. We um, every year there is a family here in Central Pennsylvania whose daughter uh, went to St. Jude. Uh, she actually unfortunately passed away at seven years old mm. uh, and they do speak every year uh, at the walk run nice and it is a it's it's heartbreaking um, I mean as a parent uh, it's probably been about seven years um, agent a had a he didn't have cancer thank God but he had what could have been a potentially life-threatening mm-hmm. you know illness he didn't have to go to St. Jude, luckily, but still, when you hear something like that, yeah. I, I can't even, I mean, and that was, here it is, we can treat it, Yeah. but if you don't treat it, it could be a real, yeah. it could do a lot of, you know, damage, um, on top of the fact that if it would even go further, it would have been life-threatening, you know, and, and that was a treatable disease, so right. I cannot even imagine Mm-mm. what being that parent to sit there and hear that your child has cancer. Right. So, um, the thing that impressed me the most was the seven year old child with cancer, her dying wish telling her parents fundraise. So no other family has to go through this. That's, that's very admirable. A seven year old to think that. Yeah. It's very mature, very mature. Yeah. I mean, no, no parent wants to hear that. It's, uh, I don't think any of us could ever understand or, or feel that kind of pain, but, uh, Hopefully, um, in in the child's memory, that kind of thing uh, could could bring some good to the world. Um, the loss of the child, hopefully, uh, you know, parents can be comforted by them helping other other families and other children. And uh, yeah, that that's a great cause to to put your time and effort into. Yeah, and and we did uh, we did talk with. Uh with the with the mother they are going to actually stop by here the layer when we get ready to kick off okay. for next year so All right. we're uh we're gonna really push it again next year in fact Very we've good. already started we Very have good. i uh, already had a bake sale at a pumpkin fest and raised 303 dollars for wow. it wow very good so. i need good cookies Wow, that's, that's a lot of cookies. A lot of cookies and Rice Krispie treats. It, it was a lot of cookies. <laughs> I'm sure you sampled a few. Just you know what? I, I, it's exactly what I told her. You quality control. Best. We cannot let bad product go out the door. No. And shouldn't. That's very no. important. No, and so. I got yelled at for not letting him lick the chocolate chip cookie bowl. That's exactly right. <laughs> Official taste tester. <laughs> Well, in the the remaining minutes we have here, uh, one of the things you were uh, have here is uh, the the album cover for your EP "Ashes to Ashes." Yeah. So talk a little about that. We um, actually 
um, when we created all of our music and we were talking about creating a disc, um, you know, we, we tried to, to pull together images and thoughts and we thought, you know, do we want to go and do a photo shoot of the two of us? And I'm like, eh, no, not really. Everybody does that. Let's try to come up with an idea that kind of, um, kind of brings everything home and is representative of our music as a whole and, and um, kind of tells a story. Kind of, that's kind of what we are. Mm -hmm. We're storytellers. Um, so so I, I don't even remember how I, I met or, or, or came in contact with uh, Renee, but Renee Robin is the um, photographer slash digital artist that did the album cover. Um, she is located in Canada, and she is known all over the world uh, for her photography and digital artistry. If you look her up, uh, just Renee Robin Photography, um, she's incredible. I mean, she teaches that all over the world, literally, all the time. And uh, so we reached out to her and said, hey, um, we're a band out of Pennsylvania, here's our tracks. We'd like to know if you would like to do the album cover. Um, and uh, we talked back and forth with her, chatted back and forth with her, and um, she came up with some ideas. We threw out some ideas to her. Um, her idea was to uh, hire a, a hand model. Um, so she had a friend who actually does that professionally. And uh, she brought her into the studio, um, provided all of the the props and the clothing and the jewelry and and um, uh, chatted back and forth with us uh, over uh, email and while she was actually doing the shoot with the hand model saying do you like this shot do you like this shot what do you think about this what do you think about that and she took like I don't know I think it was like 20 or 30 photos and yeah it was a lot it was a lot and and so we finally nailed down one shot that we thought was representative of the album and everybody thinks that the album cover is my hand which is perfect because I'm just as pale as the lady the hand model which is awesome <laughs> um, and I have long fingernails which is awesome but uh, but no that's that's kind of the story behind that and then our logo um, was designed by uh, a gentleman in San Francisco uh, exothermic design Shane Rice is our uh, a digital graphic designer that we work with on with all of our stuff he creates all of our uh, digital artwork and, and graphic design work. Nice. So, yeah. yeah, it was really cool how she um, she took. Uh, I, I, I wish I could show people before and after on, on her website. If anybody goes and looks at her website, uh, I, I recommend it. it. There's some fantastic before and after images. She has a whole page just here's before and after, and she'll do a lot of really uh, cool fantasy she'll, uh, scenes. You know, she'll take a picture of someone uh, in front of a, a green screen or a blue screen and then put them in in front of a castle or in front of a lake in a mountain scene whatever but you know to to, to see what she originally took the photo and then she uh, digitally uh, enhanced i wouldn't say modify enhanced just made it better um i really like the the effect of the heart kind of uh, turning to dust yeah. um but uh uh and Honestly, I, I think she said that she picked up that heart like at a yard it, it sale. It was at a thrift store. Yeah. And yeah, it looks totally different. There's it, it, yeah. There was yeah. a keyhole in the middle, I think, and she erased that and transformed it in something something completely different. But yeah, it 
that's that's just like you know how how Washkovich, you know, a mixing mastering somebody that's really good at what they do can completely transform something into you know uh, something better. That's what you know Renee can do with. Uh, so she's very good at photography and you know digital enhancement. So yeah, she's really she's she's just an absolute artist. Yeah, yeah. With her work. and she works with models all over the world. If you go to um, pinupgirl.com. Um, uh, for clothing, uh, Masumi Max is a famous artist or a famous model. She does uh, photography for her. I mean, she just—it's amazing. So um, we're actually uh, our plans are to fly up to uh, Canada probably sometime in the first quarter of 2019 to do a photo shoot with her, just for the two of us uh, to get some new shots of us. Not sure if we'll have her do uh, any. Digital work for um, the new single release uh, for the songs. Did I say the title? You did. You let it slip. Oh, I did. Oh, won't do that again. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. So. Awesome. Well, we are almost out of time here. Thank you for coming in here. We had a blast. I had uh, such a great time. And you're thank welcome you. to come back anytime. Well, thank you for having us. At all. So, if know. there's snacks here, I will. <laughs> I ran to the Giants this afternoon and got them. But Yay! You want I'm to. pretty sure that's what Ignite the Fire said, too. That's what they did. They, they were a different type of snacks. But, like, yeah, this is awesome. We'll come back for this. Yeah, musicians uh, are sometimes pretty easily amused. Well, if you need us for anything in terms of uh, St. Jude's, just let us know. I've got some ideas. So, right. we'll, uh, as we get there, we'll, uh, okay. we'll throw some ideas around. Awesome. Right. So. That is it for tonight here in the lair. We will be back again next Sunday with the Sunday free for all at 6 p.m. Eastern. Until then, going to leave you tonight with Within Temptation. This is the song Stand My Ground. Everybody have a great week. We're going to see you back here Sunday.
You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. You're listening to New Regal Radio. Radio. Radio.